for joining me for yet another scripture of the week and our podcast Forever Changing with Ramonda Moore Brown. Uh, Today we are doing yet another familiar scripture that the Lord has given me um, just to reiterate some things. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 King James Version we know it now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen we are also going to just piggyback a little bit on number three as well which is through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. I want to just do the Passion Translation. Uh, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is unseen. My God. Number three, faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to that, all that is seen. Amen. Amen. I love that demonstration. We've heard it preached, we've heard it talked about, we've heard it studied. Now faith is the subject, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter, amen? It's about faith. It kicks off about faith, talking about faith and, and uh, with Cain and Abel. And, and it talks about Noah and his faith and Abraham and his faith and Sarah and her faith, my God. We know that uh, faith is, and we can put so many things there, but faith is nothing if you don't believe. Let's start out with that. Faith is nothing. Faith is not what you see. Faith is what you don't see. And the fact that you're continually hoping for something that has not yet manifested. And um, as I was looking in my my mother's Bible. I have my mother's Bible. And my mother um, was one that um, didn't have a great education and and literally learned how to uh, perfect her reading through the Word of God. It was absolutely amazing to watch. And oftentimes I see um, some little notes in her Bible, some highlights, and it just warms my heart. And today I was looking and I flipped to the back of the Bible and, uh, you know, in those older Bibles, and it may be the new ones as well, but I'm just, I'm not sure. If there's a space in the Bible and it tells you if you're going through this, you can look in this, you know, and it gives you verses and chapters that on that, um, that particular subject. And when I look, I got so tickled this morning because um, it just fell open to when you are impatient. And there was a line that my mother drew and an arrow. And I was like, wow. Um, that rem- And it fell right into today's topic, where when we're dealing with faith, we cannot be 
impatient. We have to, that, that's the hard part, is waiting and trusting when you don't see it, when everything around you, inside of you, tells you that it's not going to happen, when people may speak against whatever it is that you're hoping for. We have to remember to have patience. We must remember that we have to depend on God and know that he is coming through. And uh, number three is so important because it reminds us that our words, God's words, it, it what shaped this word, the universe. It shaped everything. He called it to be and it was. So we must do the thing, the same thing with our mouth. We must call it forth. It's one thing to hope and think about it even pray about it. But we have to call some things forth. The Lord reminded me um, that I have to call. You haven't asked. You haven't opened your mouth. So we must remember to open our mouth. I don't know if I've I've told this um, on this particular podcast, but um, we had some visitors last week. um, And it just blessed my heart. Uh, About maybe a month ago or so, I... um, was talking to the Lord and I said, God, you know, I don't want Christmas to be a wait. You know, it's not even what it's about, but you know, sometimes we take it on as a wait. And I said, Lord, uh, I need an angel to come and be a blessing to my children so that it won't be a wait on me this year, Lord God. And I said it, which is not what I normally do. And I went on And literally, later on that night, my sister called me and said, I was talking to a woman about you and what you do, your ministry, your feeding ministry, your children, how you relocated, you know, losing everything. And and I was just talking to her. And she said that her and her organization uh, wanted to bless someone and they wanted to it to be you. They wanted me to ask if it was okay. And I was so just like floored and delighted and all these different emotions. And I said, yes. Now, there are so many things that I've asked God for, that I'm believing God for, that have yet to pass, come to pass. Here it is, sometimes 10, 20 years. But yes, sometimes things come just like that. And God made it to where they came in their church van. They came and they showered. Not only the children, they made me cry. They showered me with with gifts and, and, you know, just thoughtful things. And I was just so uh, emotional at how quickly God moved. But not only that, how these women, you can tell in their leader, their pastor even drove them over in their first lady, how they had the heart of God, the compassion for others. And that was God's way of reminding me, hey, I got you. I know what you need. Sometimes I need you to open your mouth so that I can come through and move for you. So that's what I want to tell you this morning. I know there's some people you've been praying for in your family. My God, I'm trying not to preach you. I know there are some things that you want to do and you haven't done, some things that you might do and you don't want to do anymore, some relationships that you want reconciled or restored. But I tell you this, believe it and have faith, but speak that thing into existence. Speak it into existence. Say it when you don't feel like it. Trust when it doesn't look like what is coming through. You know, in the Passion Translation, 
it said, uh, let me, I don't want to mess that thing up. It said, uh, he spoke to in the invisible realm and gave birth to all that is seen. But it said a little further, uh, it wasn't, there wasn't anything that was there. It was empty space. So think about it. Between you, good God Almighty, between you and what you're asking God for and what you're believing God for, the only thing between you and it is empty space. So what are you going to do to shorten that distance? You're going to fill that space with your words. Father God, I don't see it. I don't see that my daughter is saved. I don't see that my son is saved. I don't see that my daughter is saved. For even the men that may hear it, I don't see that my wife is saved. I don't see it, Lord. There may be a drug addiction, God, or whatever the case may be, but God, I don't see it, but I believe it, God, and I know that it's going to come to pass. Lord, God, I'm putting these words, this prayer into the atmosphere, God, and by faith, I know that they're healed and delivered and saved and set free, God, whatever it is. Oh, God, you just put Put it before him and speak it into the atmosphere. And then, like Natasha Kopp said, go ahead and put a praise on that thing and believe it. And don't, please be encouraged and know, of course, doubt may come back. Of course, those thoughts. You know, the enemy is going to tempt you in that area. Yeah, God's not coming through for you, you know. But thankfully, God has a track record. You can look back over your life. I don't know about you, but I know I can. I can look back over my life. And for every disappointment and everything that hasn't come to pass, there have been two or three things that God have done uh, uh, that reminds me of his love. That I didn't deserve it. That he covered up some of my mess and it was never exposed. He didn't allow me to go to jail when I should have, could have, would have. He didn't allow me to die when I could have, should have, would have. He didn't allow some things. He he. He just protected me. So you got to remember that he has a track record and he is faithful. He is faithful. He is going to come through. How he spared your life in that car wreck or spared you from the car wreck. Oh God, whatever it is. You know, I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. A lot of things that were my own doing and some of the things were just because it was a part of, you know, uh, my life and things that I had to go through. But I remember the times that I was so afraid that I would be evicted. And honestly, I should have been evicted. I thank God for my landlord's uh, girlfriend who just said, as long as I'm with him, you will never have to worry. And she kept that. God has somebody in place. That's another thing. That's another nugget. God will have somebody in place just for you. But uh, I remember that I used to get so overwhelmed. I used to be such a worrier. I was so overwhelmed that the next knock at the door would be uh, uh, somebody saying, you know, you got to go. You and your kids got to get out. But I began to say, you know what? My testimony might be, you know, illness. My testimony might be this or that. But I know one thing. My testimony is not. And my testimony is not being homeless. That ain't part of my testimony. And I would say it. I would say it. I, I remember one day I was at the gas station and it was a really rough day and my finances were in a mess and it was time for rent again. And, and I remember back in Panama City, for those of you who are there, y'all know who I'm what I'm talking about. Um, right at the corner of Business 98 and um, 
Oh God, East Avenue, there's a gas station there. It was right across the street from our church. And I remember going to that gas station and literally at the gas pump saying it out loud that homelessness is not my testimony. We are not going to be homeless. And God kept us. God kept us. He is faithful. And I was wondering, you know, I've been asking God, you know, I know you put something in my heart for the homeless, but why is it so powerful and so strong? Why do I feel, you know, like I just have to do it? Not obligated, but my spirit just wants to do it. When I don't feel good, it doesn't matter. I want to get in there and I want to do that on Sunday at the church. Get in there and cook and feed the homeless. And the Lord reminded me, good God Almighty, this is going to bless somebody. The reason that it's so dear and near to your heart is because it could have been you. It should have been you. Oh, my God, it would have been you if it wasn't for me and and my protection and the person that I had in place. So that's why I have a heart to feed the homeless. I know it could have been me and my six children out on the street with nowhere to go, but God has been faithful. So when I see the homeless, I don't see their thoughts. I don't see how they smell. I don't see how they look. I see a soul. I see a human that deserves to be treated as if they are a king or a queen. So this morning, I tell you, by faith, we can do all things by faith faith, you can call it into existence. But remember in those tough times, I told you that to say this, in those tough times when it seems like you're just, it's not going to come to pass. Go back over your God's track record. Look what he's done for you. Look at his faithfulness. Look at his protection. Look at his provision. Look at his salvation. He's been faithful and he is not going to stop. Amen. 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 I know I got a little excited and I I went in a little longer this morning, but this thing is real to me. And I know it seems like the scriptures that God has given to me are so elementary and even redundant. But this, in these times, we need reminding. When things, the weight gets heavy. We talked about the weight and, and, the, and the sin that so easily besets us. You know, we have to just press in even the more and stand on the word of God, regardless of what is going on around us in this world. My God, every time I turn on, I don't have cable, but every time I turn on uh, my YouTube news, I see another shooting and another killing and another stabbing. I was looking at psychology is is a heartbeat of mine, and I and I kind you know want to know what what's going on in people's mind, why they do what they do, and I was looking at a story about a young guy who killed his mother and his sister. And I only got a clip, but I wanted to know more about that story. So when I spoke to my mic in, in, in my um, remote and said uh, that, you know, that he killed and said the year, he killed his sister and his mother. And I looked and, oh, my God, it blew me away at all the different stories. God, mm, mm, mm. all the different stories where teenagers have killed their mother and their sister. And not only that, but, you know, other family members, but just the fact that all those different stories came up. My God, killing 
family members and killing children and killing parents. You know, oh, y'all, let's be mindful. Let's keep people in prayer because people are snapping every day. People are doing the unthinkable every day. And unfortunately, you know, it's trending. It's trending on, on, on social media. You can see, I don't, I'm not on social media, but I remember certain things are trending. Well, school shootings, I know on my YouTube, it's trending. Um, um, you know, death and, and parents killing kids and, and things of that nature is trending. But we just plead the blood of Jesus. We need this word. We need to go back to the basics to remind us who we are and the power that we possess in a world that is so wicked. But we thank God that we have the word and we're going to stand in the gap for everyone else. Stand in the gap for those who don't know him. Oh, God, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. We thank him. Amen. Oh, God, we thank him. We thank him. I can't thank him enough. At this time, I'm going to pray and I'm going to let y'all go on about the rest of your day. Oh, Father God, I just thank you right now. Lord, we thank you right now for being Abba Father. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to call you Abba. And thank you for adopting us so that we can be your children. Father, we thank you that everyone under the sound of my voice, if it's today or years to come, Lord God, we thank you that they will begin or continue to speak those things that are not as though they were. Oh God, that they will speak by faith, oh God, knowing that Oh, that you hear them, oh God. And that's how you created everything. We were made in your image. So we will create with our words. But we will create those things that we want to see happen, oh God. Those things that we need in the name of Jesus. We will. Now faith is the substance, God, of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. We will not be impatient. Oh God, we will continue to stand on your word and to love on you and to remind ourselves when we do try to get impatient, God, that you have never failed us. You've always come through. Lord, I thank you for those right now who may be battling with depression or anxiety, God, or any mental illness in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you that they don't have to be ashamed, Lord God, that you are a healer of everything, oh Lord, and there's nothing too hard for you. Father, those who don't have family members at this Christmas time, oh God. Lord, we lift them to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, help us all to remember that the reason that we celebrate on December 25th is not about that being Jesus's birthday, but it's about us coming together and celebrating the birth of our Savior, who is the Redeemer, whose blood is the reason that we can be with you eternally. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that we may encounter because you're going to encounter it with us, God. Help us to see the good in all situations. This and other blessings, God, we ask in your son's Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen.